The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ, by Levi H. Dowling, 1920, at sacredtext.com. Section 15. Semek. The First Annual Epic of the Christine Ministry of Jesus. Chapter 72. Greater than Jesus in Jerusalem. Drives the merchants out of the temple. The priests resent, and he defends himself from the standpoint of a loyal Jew. He speaks to the people. The Jewish Paschal feast time came and Jesus left his mother in Capernaum and journeyed to Jerusalem. And he abode with one a Sadducee, whose name was Jude. And when he reached the temple courts the multitudes were there to see the prophet whom the people thought had come to break the yoke of Rome, restore the kingdom of the Jews, and rule on David's throne. And when the people saw him come they said, All hail! Behold the King! But Jesus answered not, he saw the money changers in the house of God, and he was grieved. The courts had been converted into marts of trade, and men were selling lambs and doves for offerings and sacrifice. And Jesus called the priests and said, Behold, for paltry gain you have sold out the temple of the Lord. This house ordained for prayer is now a den of thieves. Can good and evil dwell together in the courts of God? I tell you, no. And then he made a scourge of cords and drove the merchants out, he overturned their boards, and threw their money on the floor. He opened up the cages of the captive birds, and cut the cords that bound the lambs, and set them free. The priests and scribes rushed out, and would have done him harm, but they were driven back, the common people stood in his defense. And then the rulers said, Who is this Jesus you call King? The people said, He is the Christ of whom our prophets wrote, He is the King who will deliver Israel. The rulers said to Jesus, Man, if you be King, or Christ, then show us signs. Who gave you right to drive these merchants out? And Jesus said, There is no loyal Jew who would not give his life to save this temple from disgrace, in this I acted simply as a loyal Jew, and you yourselves will bear me witness to this truth. The signs of my Messiahship will follow me in words and deeds. And you may tear the temple down, and you will tear it down, and in three days it will be built again more glorious than before. Now Jesus meant that they might take his life, tear down his body, temple of the holy breath, and he would rise again. The Jews knew not the meaning of his words, they laughed his claims to scorn. They said. A multitude of men were forty and six years in building up this house, and this young stranger claims that he will build it up in threescore hours, his words were idle, and his claims are not. And then they took the scourge with which he drove the merchants out, and would have driven him away, but Philo, who had come from Egypt to attend the feast, stood forth and said. You men of Israel, hear. This man is more than man, take heed to what you do. I have, myself, heard Jesus speak, and all the winds were still. And I have seen him touch the sick, and they were healed. He stands a sage above the sages of the world. And you will see his star arise, and it will grow until it is full orb sun of righteousness. Do not be hasty, men, just wait and you will have the proofs of his messiahship. And then the priests laid down the scourge, and Jesus said. Prepare, O Israel, prepare to meet your king. But you can never see the king while you press sin as such a precious idol to your hearts. The king is God, the pure in heart alone can see the face of God and live. And then the priests cried out, This fellow claims to be the God. Is not this sacrilege? Away with him. But Jesus said, No man has ever heard me say, I am a king. Our Father God is king. With every loyal Jew I worship God. I am the candle of the Lord aflame to light the way, and while you have the light walk in the light. Dash. Chapter 73. Greater than Jesus again visits the temple and is favorably received by the people. Tells the parable of a king and his sons. Defines messiahship. Next day the multitudes were surging through the temple courts, intent on hearing Jesus speak.
and when he came the people said, All hail! Behold the king! And Jesus spoke a parable, he said, A king had vast domains, his people all were kin, and lived in peace. Now, after many years the king said to his people, Take these lands and all I have, enhance their values, rule yourselves, and live in peace. And then the people formed their states, selected governors and petty kings. But pride, ambition, selfish greed, and base ingratitude grew fast, and kings began to war. They wrote in all their statute books that might is right, and then the strong destroyed the weak, and chaos reigned through all the vast domain. A long time passed, and then the king looked out on his domain. He saw his people in their cruel wars, he saw them sick and sore distressed, he saw the strong enslave the weak. And then he said, What shall I do? Shall I send forth a scourge? Shall I destroy my people all? And then his heart was stirred with pity and he said, I will not send a scourge, I will send forth my only son, heir to the throne, to teach the people love, and peace, and righteousness. He sent his son, the people scorned him and maltreated him, and nailed him to a cross. He was entombed, but death was far too weak to hold the prince, and he arose. He took a form man could not kill, and then he went again to teach the people love, and peace and righteousness. And thus God deals with men. A lawyer came and asked, What does Messiah mean? And who is right to make Messiah of a man? And Jesus said, Messiah is one sent from God to seek and save the lost. Messiahs are not made by men. In first of every age Messiah comes to light the way, to heal up broken hearts, to set the prisoners free. Messiah and the Christ are one. Because a man claims to be Christ is not a sign that he is Christ. A man may cause the streams to flow from flinty rocks, may bring storms at will, may stay tempestuous winds, may heal the sick and raise the dead, and not be sent from God. All nature is subservient to the will of man, and evil man, as well as good, have all the powers of mind, and may control the elements. The head gives not the proof of true messiahship, for man by means of intellect, can never know of God, nor bring himself to walk in light. Messiah lives not in the head, but in the heart, the seat of mercy and of love. Messiah never works for selfish gains, he stands above the carnal self, his words and deeds are for the universal good. Messiah never tries to be a king, to wear a crown and sit upon an earthly throne. The king is earthy, of the earth, Messiah is the man from heaven. And then the lawyer asked, Why do you pose as king? And Jesus said, No man has ever heard me say that I am king. I could not sit in Caesar's place and be the Christ. Give unto Caesar what belongs to him, give unto God the treasures of your heart. Dash. Chapter 74. Greater than Jesus heals on the Sabbath, and is censured by the Pharisees. Restores a drowned child. Rescued a wounded dog. Cares for a homeless child. Speaks on the law of kindness. It was the Sabbath day, and Jesus stood among the surging masses of the people in the temple courts and sacred halls. The blind, the deaf, the dumb, and those obsessed were there, and Jesus spoke the word, and they were healed. On some he laid his hands, and they were healed, to others he just spoke the word, and they were full restored to health, but others had to go and wash in certain pools, and others he anointed with the holy oil. A doctor asked him why he healed in divers ways, and he replied. Disease is discord in the human form, and discords are produced in many ways. The body is a harpsichord, sometimes the strings are too relaxed, and then inharmony results. Sometimes we find the strings too tense, and then another form of discord is induced. Disease is many-formed, and these are many ways to cure, to tune anew the mystic harpsichord. Now when the Pharisees were told that Jesus healed the people on the Sabbath day they were enraged, and they commanded him to quit the place. But Jesus said, Was man designed to fit the Sabbath, 
or was the Sabbath day designed to fit the man? If you had fallen in a pit and, lo, the Sabbath day had come, and I should pass your way, would you cry out? Let me alone, it is a sin to help me on the Sabbath day, I'll swelter in this filth until another day? You Pharisees, you hypocrites! You know you would be glad to have my help upon the Sabbath day, or any other day. These people all have fallen into pits, and they are calling loud for me to help them out, and man and God would curse me should I pass along and heed them not. And then the Pharisees returned to say their prayers, and curse the man of God because he heeded not their words. Now, in the evening Jesus stood beside a pool, a playful child had fallen in, and it was drowned, and friends were bearing it away. But Jesus called the carriers to stop, and then he stretched himself upon the lifeless form, and breathed into its mouth the breath of life. And then he called aloud unto the soul that had gone out, and it returned, the child revived and lived. And Jesus saw a wounded dog, it could not move, it lay beside the way and groaned with pain. He took it in his arms and bore it to the home where he abode. He poured the healing oil into the wounds, he cared for it as though it were a child till it was strong and well. And Jesus saw a little boy who had no home, and he was hungry, when he called for bread the people turned away. And Jesus took the child and gave him bread, he wrapped him in his own warm coat, and found for him a home. To those who followed him the master said, If man would gain again his lost estate he must respect the brotherhood of life. Whoever is not kind to every form of life to man, to beast, to bird, and creeping thing cannot expect the blessings of the Holy One, for as we give, so God will give to us. Dash. Chapter 75. Greater than Nicodemus visits Jesus in the night. Jesus reveals to him the meaning of the new birth and the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews, and he was earnest, learned and devout. He saw the master's signet in the face of Jesus as he talked, but was not brave enough to publicly confess his faith in him. So in the night he went to talk with Jesus at the home of Jude. When Jesus saw him come he said, Full blessed are the pure in heart. Twice blessed are the fearless, pure in heart. Thrice blessed are the fearless, pure in heart who dare to make confession of their faith before the highest courts. And Nicodemus said, Hail, Master, Hail! I know you are a teacher come from God for man alone could never teach as you have taught, could never do the works that you have done. And Jesus said, Except a man be born again he cannot see the king, he cannot comprehend the words I speak. And Nicodemus said, How can a man be born again? Can he go back into the womb and come again to life? And Jesus said, The birth of which I speak is not the birth of flesh. Except a man be born of water and the holy breath, he cannot come into the kingdom of the Holy One. That which is born of flesh is child of man that which is born of holy breath is child of God. The winds blow where they please, men hear their voices, and may note results, but they know not from whence they come, nor where they go, and so is every one that is born of holy breath. The ruler said, I do not understand, pray tell me plainly what you mean. And Jesus said, The kingdom of the Holy One is in the soul, men cannot see it with their carnal eyes, with all their reasoning powers they comprehend it not. It is a life deep hid in God, its recognition is the work of inner consciousness. The kingdoms of the world are kingdoms of the sight, the kingdom of the Holy One is that of faith, its king is love. Men cannot see the love of God unmanifest, and so our Father God has clothed this love with flesh flesh of a son of man. And that the world may see and know this love made manifest, the Son of Man must needs be lifted up. As Moses in the wilderness raised up the serpent for the healing of the flesh, the Son of Man must be raised up. That all men bitten by the serpent of the dust, the serpent of the dust, the serpent of this carnal life, may live. He who believes in him shall have eternal life. 
For God so loved the world that He sent forth His only Son to be raised up that men may see the love of God. God did not send His Son to judge the world, He sent Him forth to save the world, to bring men to the light. But men love not the light, for light reveals their wickedness, men love the dark. Now, every one who loves the truth comes to the light, he does not fear to have his works made manifest. The light had come, and Nicodemus went his way, he knew the meaning of the birth of holy breath, he felt the presence of the Spirit in his soul. And Jesus tarried in Jerusalem for many days and taught and healed the sick. The common people gladly listened to his words, and many left their all of carnal things and followed him. Dash. Chapter 76. Greater than Jesus in Bethlehem. Explains the empire of peace to the shepherds. An unusual light appears. The shepherds recognize Jesus as the Christ. He found the shepherd's home where he was cradled when a babe, here he abode. He went up to the hills where more than thirty years before the shepherds watched their flocks and heard the messenger of peace exclaim. At midnight in a cave in Bethlehem the Prince of Peace is born. And shepherds still were there, and sheep still fed upon the hills. And in the valley near great flocks of snow-white doves were flying to and fro. And when the shepherds knew that Jesus, whom the people called the King, had come, they came from near and far to speak to Him. And Jesus said to them, Behold the life of innocence and peace. White is the symbol of the virtuous and pure. The Lamb of innocence, the Dove of peace. And it was meet that love should come in human form amid such scenes as these. Our father Abraham walked through these vales, and on these very hills he watched his flocks and herds. And here it was that one, the Prince of Peace, the King of Salim, came, the Christ in human form, a greater far than Abraham was he. And here it was that Abraham gave to this King of Salim, tithes of all he had. This Prince of Peace went forth in battle everywhere. He had no sword, no armor of defense, no weapons of offense. And yet he conquered men, and nations trembled at his feet. The hosts of Egypt quailed before this sturdy King of Right, the kings of Egypt placed their crowns upon his head and gave into his hands the scepter of all Egypt land, and not a drop of blood was shed, and not a captive placed in chains. But everywhere the conqueror threw wide the prison doors and set the captives free. And, once again, the Prince of Peace has come, and from these blessed hills he goes again to fight. And he is clothed in white, his sword is truth, his shield is faith, his helmet is innocence, his breath is love, his watchword peace. But this is not a carnal war, it is not man at war with man but it is right against the wrong. And love is captain, love is warrior, love is armor, love is all, and love shall win. And then again the hills of Bethlehem were clothed with light, again the messenger exclaimed. Peace, peace on earth, good will to men. And Jesus taught the people, healed the sick, revealed the mysteries of the kingdom of the Holy One. And many said, He is the Christ, the King who was to come has come, praise God. Dash. Chapter 77 greater than Jesus in Hebron. Goes to Bethany. Advises Ruth regarding certain family troubles. With three disciples Jesus went to Hebron where he tarried seven days and taught. And then he went to Bethany and in the home of Lazarus he taught. The evening came, the multitudes were gone, and Jesus, Lazarus, and his sisters, Martha, Ruth, and Mary, were alone. And Ruth was sore distressed. Her home was down in Jericho, her husband was the keeper of an inn his name was Asher Ben. Now, Asher was a Pharisee of strictest mean and thought, and he regarded Jesus with disdain. And when his wife confessed her faith in Christ, he drove her from his home. But Ruth resisted not, she said, If Jesus is the Christ he knows the way, and I am sure he is the Christ. My husband may become enraged and slay my human form, 
he cannot kill the soul, and in the many mansions of my fatherland I have a dwelling place. And Ruth told Jesus all, and then she said, What shall I do? And Jesus said, Your husband is not willingly at fault, he is devout, he prays to God, our Father God. His zeal for his religion is intense, in this he is sincere, but it has driven him insane, and he believes it right to keep his home unsullied by the heresy of Christ. He feels assured that he has done the will of God in driving you away. Intolerance is ignorance matured. The light will come to him some day, and then he will repay for all your heartaches, griefs and tears. And Ruth, you must not think that you are free from blame. If you had walked in wisdom's ways, and been content to hold your peace, this grief would not have come to you. It takes a long, long time for light to break into the shell of prejudice, and patience is the lesson you have need to learn. The constant dropping of the water wears away the hardest stone. The sweet and holy incense of a godly life will melt intolerance much quicker than the hottest flame, or hardest blow. Just wait a little time, and then go home with sympathy and love. Talk not of Christ, nor of the kingdom of the Holy One. Just life a godly life, refrain from harshness in your speech, and you will lead your husband to the light. And it was so. Continue to section chapter 78.